It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Welcome back into KSL News Radio, your legacy home of BYU football. And we're joined now by the newest BYU quarterback. Comes in from Pitt and USC. He's Keaton Slovis. Keaton, welcome on into KSL News Radio. Excited to have you on board. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I got to ask you, Keaton, what were your initial thoughts uh, of the response from Cougar Nation to when you committed on Christmas Eve uh, to BYU? Just maybe. The, the reach from Cougar Nation after your commitment? It was awesome. Um, you know, I've, I've been through it a few times now. I think uh, when I committed to USC at the first time, I was kind of a smaller crew, unheralded, and uh, didn't get any response probably, if, if only negative. And the uh, response was good. But, I mean, the, the response here, you know, was so much bigger than I could have possibly anticipated. And I was kind of told that, you know, the, the reach of the fan base, how big it is, how much they care about football. And, um, it was really exciting and, um, you know, felt, felt really, really welcomed. And, um, you know, it was nice to see, too. I had an interview a while back talking about how great the fan base was and, um, you know, different environment was playing Provo and everyone kind of, you know, brought that back up and, and talked about how great it was. I was playing on their team now, so I was excited to be on that side of the, the game, too. Yeah, that that was a. I thought that was a fun interview. I thought it was, you know, that one you had after in to twenty nineteen or after your experience there, because you know I've I've been around BYU football my whole life, and I'll tell I tell people all the time it is different. But hey, if you lean into it, there's a lot of positives too when it comes to to BYU, and I'm sure Cougar Nation is thrilled to have you on board. You brought up, you know, when you were coming out of high school, uh, you didn't get much fanfare when you initially committed to USC. If I'm not mistaken, you only played like two years of varsity football at Desert Mountain in, in high school in Arizona. Uh, you know, what was what was your – when did you start playing football? Because I believe you're a, a basketball guy too. Yeah, yeah, I grew up playing fo- football and basketball. Really, basketball is my main sport. My dad didn't play football growing up. He's a basketball guy, so he got me playing basketball early. But, um, you know, I played a lot of flag football. Then when I was in, like, sixth grade, uh, my mom finally let me play tackle. Um but, yeah, I, I was really just stuck behind the three-year starter at, at Desmond Island, my high school. So, as a sophomore, um, he was it was his third year. He's a senior. So, I think you know I think I was good enough to play, but just one of those things you had to wait your turn. And, um, luckily, that junior year was a good one because it allowed me to kind of get some, some attention to, to, to go play college football. And, you know, what uh, what was it about football that really appealed to you that, that made you want to stick with it? Um, there's a lot of things. I think <laughs> the other main thing is there's not a lot of 6'2". You know, basketball players who can't jump. Um, that's the first thing. Um, but also, you know, I think it fits my personality more. I think playing quarterback fits my personality. My dad always says, like, basketball is a one-on-one game. Um, and I don't think that really fits my personality. I think I'm more of an analytical player. 
um, you know, I love the prep. I love the grind. I love the off season. And um, again, that's kind of what football is all about. You spend so much time prepping for, you know, 12 games, whatever, 14, 15 games, however much it may be. And um, I think, again, that kind of fits in my nature. And, um, you know, I love it. I really just ended up loving it more. Keaton Slovis is my guest here on KSL. How would you summarize, Keaton, your your first four years in, in college football? Because just as a as an outsider watching from 10,000 feet away or whatever, I mean, it just, you know, at those times at USC, it was a, it was a unique time with the Trojans, it felt like, because – the fans at, in, in Troy were just, no matter what, they weren't happy. Uh, they were they were frustrated with everything, it seemed like, during that stretch. Uh, I, I'm curious, what was that like to be QB1? And, and then, of course, your one year at Pitt, just maybe the uh, recap the, the first four years in college football for you. Yeah, you know, you know, at times, you know, very frustrating, like you said, because, um, you know, shoot, at times we'd win and it'd be, uh, people would be frustrated because <laughs> they want a different outcome almost. Um, but, um, you know, I felt like it, sometimes you couldn't do it the right way. But I think the biggest thing I took away from all that is, like, you can't listen to the outside noise. You have to do what your coach are telling you and what people inside the building are telling you um, because, really, that's all that matters. Um, so I think I learned that the hard way. And uh, at times, you know, probably got caught up in that media attention too much. But my biggest takeaway is, you know, regardless of all that stuff, you get to play college football at a big-time level at, at multiple different institutions. And, and that's what I'm really grateful for. And I, I'm excited to do it again. And uh, take BYU to the Big 12, and um, again, regardless of, of how you know first four years went, I'm just really uh, grateful to have that opportunity, and I you know, hope to go play football for a very long time and hope to have a great year this year. I got to ask, that one year at Pitt, how challenging was it to go from kind of an air raid offense to a pro style, and then you know, months into being at Pitt, you find out you're not going to have your wide receiver one and Jordan Addison. How, how tough was that? I mean, just to, uh, the, the transition, was it tougher than maybe you expected? Definitely, definitely. I think, uh, you know, that was one of the reasons I transferred is, you know, really just was the situation I kind of committed to uh, at the time. Um, but then, you know, again, like like I said in the last last question, there's just going to yeah. be adversity in, uh, in any situation. And you have to kind of find a way to, to, to address. So I'm still really proud of the outcome of that, so that year. We went eight and four. But, yeah, um, you know, big changes, um, big personnel changes. And, again, you got to handle that weather the storm. But that's what football is all about. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. You'll have personal changes just being by with the new team at BYU now. Uh, you, and you know great wide receivers. I mean, you've thrown to some, so many good ones. Amon Ross, St. Brown, Tyler Vaughns, Drake London, Michael Pittman, you know. I mean, but for our listeners, they to give them a familiarity of who you've been throwing the football to over your career, with your time at BYU and the, and the opportunities you've had to communicate with the current players, uh, you know, who's maybe impressed you in this BYU receiver room that you've been getting some work in already with? Uh, really, they all have. You know, I think that's the biggest biggest thing about this um, this receiver room is that you know they they're really big, they're really strong, they're really physical, and they make contested catches. I think as a quarterback, that's your best friend when they can kind of win some balls for you. Um, you know, I'll make the ones that are easy that you get open on, but if there's ones you know a go ball that you can go make a play on, or you know if that defender's playing it well, but you can still make a catch, that's really good. And 
um, again, really just the excitement. You know, I'll say Cody Epps, like <laughs> he, he called me as soon as I got here and um, I was like, hey, man, anything I can do, he picked me up from the airport. So like just the excitement from those guys. But again, like on the field, you see a lot of exciting stuff. Um, and yeah, I'm just excited to get to work with them. And says, you know, a guy like Cody gets healthy and, um, you know, I just, I just get cleared and able to, to go on the practice field and know our, our offense a little bit better. Much has been made about your your uh, already like before you even committed, you were already making some inroads, communicating with these guys. Um, you know, now that you're you know official BYU Cougar, how how often have you been communicating with guys like Cody Epps, Chase Roberts, Keanu Hill uh, to get work, and also Isaac Rex too? Yeah, yeah, I really just texted all those you know three four guys and told them I'm coming, and you know I really just got into Provo yesterday. I've been moving in, so. I've been able to meet a lot of them except for Cody in person yet. Um, but again, looking forward to doing so and kind of told them, Hey, when I go, we're, we're going. Um, um, so be ready. So again, we have some logistical stuff, some meeting stuff, some medical stuff this week, but you know, I'm pretty sure let me go on the practice show whenever I want. So <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to go into the building today, meet with um, coach Roderick and start learning some of the offense and shoot. If they want to throw today, I'll see if they're available. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what our schedules look like for the first day of class. Will the work include another off season of the ten thousand pass Joe Burrow regimen that you had at Pitt? Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. And that's the other thing too. I think you know that's great um, to get you know that passing regimen down, but you really have to understand the offense as well as possible. And um, I kind of look forward to you know having command of everything and having everything. You know, the offense has been run same offense for the past three, four years now. So to be able to kind of step in the situation um, and learn it, you know, in this next few weeks is going to be really exciting. You bring up A-Rod. Was he the first point of contact from BYU to you, or was it Kalani, or was it Matt Mitchell, one of the analysts, or was it someone else? Uh, who was that first line of contact from BYU? Uh, it was A-Rod, I think, um, probably shortly followed by Matt Um yeah, I think it was all of them. Um, just or not just those two. I mean, sorry, <laughs> um, but yeah, Aaron actually came out to visit me while I was still in Pittsburgh. So I had finals, so um, that went really well. I think we aligned really well, and you know, immediately I was like, "Man, like this is a guy I really want to play for." Same talking to Matt. Um, just guys I feel really comfortable with, and um, I think also like really understand my skill set and think um, you know think I can do th- good things with it. Oh, I wanted to ask you too, Keaton, because there's a rich history at BYU. Uh, with the quarterback position, and I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you've worked with one of those guys that's been part of that history, John Beck, at 3D QB. But I'm curious, you know, ha- from anyone in the BYU quarterback fraternity, have they reached out to you to maybe give their support since you announced your commitment? Um, no, I haven't heard from any of the older guys, but I have, uh, you know, again, heard from from Jaron, and he was awesome, you know, kind of giving me some context and some information inside the building, um, which really pushed me to push me to feel good about my commitment. Mm. I think I talked to him the day before. Um, so um, really, really talking to him helped. And again, John was a huge part of the entire process. And um, again, made me feel comfortable. I, I really, you know, love talking to Aaron and Matt on the phone and, but kind of have him talk about, you know, how, how great they are as well. Um, and the personnel and all the stuff, because he knows the program pretty well. Um, definitely helped. Um, kind of an unbiased individual can help who also knows a lot about the program. So, uh, between those two, that was mostly most of the contact. What from BYU's offense that Aaron Roderick has do you feel fits your strengths? Um, a lot, of, a lot of deep passing attack, a lot of inter- deep intermediate throws. I think um, you know, and again, they're going to throw it a lot and get the quarterback in a rhythm. I think that's really appealing to me. 
Um, but again, I think um, just allowing the quarterback to make those throws, uh, to improvise when he can, um, again, fit all my strengths. And, um, you know, it's a very similar offense to, to all the offenses that I've kind of been in. So I think even just watching the introductory tape with them as they were kind of recruiting me, I was like, man, I know this play, I know this play, I know this play. Um, and I like this play. I like all of those plays. So um, I think all of that too, familiarity and reps have already kind of been developed um, to some extent. It's just a matter of, you know, finding which ones that work for us. And again, them finding which ones I'm the best at. Last thing for you, Keaton, again, appreciate all your time here. Uh, uh, you know, I know it's year, year one for BYU in the Big 12 and it's your final year. In college football, I know it's tough where we don't even see a schedule yet because the Big 12 are still waiting on that. But just maybe what can fans expect, uh, do you feel, from you as you kind of get – I know you're, it's unique because you're getting uh, into the building today, but uh, what what can people expect from, from you in your one year here in Provo and, and at BYU? Yeah, I think the biggest thing and, and another reason that kind of transferred here instead of any other place was, was just the excitement and the energy – um, you know, A-Rod said himself, he's like, I want to play for Big, Ten, Big 12 championship. Um, and that's kind of the energy I want to play for because I want to do that too. And that's, uh, that's exciting. You know, some other guys are a little bit slower to get, get ready to go or, you know, oh, we're okay. We had some success last year. We've had success before. No, no, no. Like this is, uh, you know, a, a coaching staff and, and a, and a player, a group of players, I think, at least from what I've observed, that's, that's really hungry and, um, knows that this is a huge year for us. That's, you know, again, like you said, it's still early, still out, you know, a long ways away, still haven't been in the building yet, but that's kind of, I wouldn't be here if that wasn't where I wanted to be doing. He's Keaton Slovis. He's the new QB1 for BYU football in 2023. Keaton, best of luck uh, in, in winter conditioning. That gets started this week then, or is, is it a week of school to get acclimated, and then next week winter conditioning? I think we have like one day this yeah. week, but it really starts next week, to my understanding. Okay. But again, I'll get, get more info as you go on this week. <laughs> You'll learn all that, but uh, best of luck and uh, pleasure talking to you, Keaton. And uh, again, uh, wish nothing but the best this season, and uh, uh, we'll talk down the road. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.